Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 36 of the Pause Up podcast. It's great to be back with you all. I'm Jake Gibson, along with my friends and co-hosts, Kevin Barral and Jonathan Mayer. Gentlemen, it's it's been a while since our last episode of the podcast. I believe two, maybe two and a half weeks, man. It's 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 been a hot minute. How are you? How, how are you? Long, what, long what have you all done since that span? Yeah. Who was the last? Who was the last guest? Who? What was the last episode? We had a guest. Yeah, it was uh, uh it was Bernardo Dos Santos Montero. Yeah. That was yeah. a long time ago, dog. It's been more than two weeks, then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's felt I mean like the bye week was crazy because of the midweek. So. Now, granted, we we we've still been hard at work, right? We've been pumping out the, these previews, halftime reports, post games, along with coverage for uh, soccer and um, pause up page. Yeah, pause up page. Not to mention the live tweeting for for soccer as well as, of course, basketball, which which just be, which began uh, yesterday. So let's get right into it. Of 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 course, we got to start off with a very simple question: How was everybody's Halloween? Home, bro. Great, like, chill. Yeah. It was chill. It was chill, man. Y'all didn't y'all didn't do anything anything like cra- any crazy parties, no special events. Ah. What did you do, Jake? I want to know. What did you do? I gave out candy to trick exactly. Or I... What kind of candy did you give out, though? That's the important question. I we got we got a very nice bag of candy. It, it had Hershey's, Kit Kat, Reese's, mm. like all all the good stuff. All the good stuff. That's not very good. Oh, why shake your head, Kevin? Because he he's more of a candy guy. I like chocolate candy. I like I'm not, you see, know. that's the thing. I'm not a big chocolate candy guy. That's that's, that's oh, so you that's prefer like Skittles that's and stuff. Great. I'm like a Skittles. I, like dots Starburst? are very underrated. Dots, ew. Dots are awesome, like, bro. Dots are good. But anyway, we're, we're November. We're red the flag. best. We're month. November. Yeah, yeah. turkey season's coming up. Next two right? months are absolutely amazing, except for Johnny. We have Thanksgiving and Christmas. Come on, bro. Hanukkah and then man. Hanukkah and Hanukkah. Yeah, you got you got to leave it out. Well, well, well Kevin, I I got to ask you for Thanksgiving. Are are you a turkey guy or a ham guy? I am a sides guy. A what? Oh, mac you go for the cheese. sides. We go with the mac and cheese, the stuffing. Mm. I'll, I'll eat the turkey, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it's too dry. Later. The turkey's too dry. You got yeah. it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, let's let's get into some FIU athletics. Why not? Three minutes in, let's talk a bit about some FIU athletics. Uh, let's quickly mention. Let's quickly talk about football. We're of course we're gonna save all the real football talk for the pause up preview day of on uh, Saturday as FIU football takes on Middle Tennessee. They of course had the week off following their um, loss at home to Jacksonville State by a score of forty one to sixteen. Fellas, uh, we of course we were all at that game. Just as, as the game progressed, how are we all feeling, man? It I felt like there was a. a a slight chance that FIU could make it back into that game. And of course that, that dreaded fair catch interference penalty just kind of killed everything that I think you said it right. That literally killed everything. They, they had the momentum on their side. Yeah. It, 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 I, I would tell you this, if they would have scored on that drive. They really would have had a chance. Grayson looked great mm-hmm. through for exactly 200 yards. I believe to touch a touchdown that the one handed snag catch of the year for Chris Mitchell he that played was great. great. There's no other way to say it. He played great, and FIU oh, yeah. really just after that just was not able to capitalize off of, I believe, some really good stops from the defense. Um, yeah, this is a it's a really good Jack State team. They kept it close with um mm-hmm. with the Gamecocks this past week, uh, North Carolina, and um, just weren't able to 
get that one there. But FIU now comes into a very crucial stretch, which includes um, SEC team Arkansas, which, you know, despite the record, they beat UF, which was wild. And it was a crazy game. They beat UF, and uh, it's an SEC team, Power 5 school. So you can't take them, you know, lightly. And uh, then you have Western, which – well, you know, the time will come when we talk about them, but they look yeah. more, they look a lot beat a lot more beatable than uh, before since the season began. They're they're I think four and four. Um, they've struggled. They've played some very close games. Uh, they've gotten pretty lucky. So I think that's the best way to put it. So if FIU beats Middle Tennessee, we may be heading to a bowl game. I'll I'll just keep it at that. What kind of bowl game are are are, are we going to, Kevin? What's what's the ideal bowl game? Playing. I would both say just be grateful both for a bowl game. Just be grateful we're in a bowl game. That's my that's kind of my just be grateful you get five wins, Johnny. This team is coming off a four and eight season. You, the last two years, you look back, they only had a combined one single win. You need to see improvement somewhere. And obviously, you're gonna see it with Kiwan eventually. He played some really nice games for FIU. This defense looks a lot better than it did a year ago, despite the stats. I guess you know, obviously, we're there a lot more. This is another season of growth for this FIU team that hopefully we'll see how many guys do enter the transfer portal because at the end of the day, that is a part of college football, the mm. transfer portal. And if you like it or not, guys are going to leave. There are a lot of really good players on this FIU team that easily could transfer. Chris Mitchell has another year of eligibility. He's having a phenomenal season. You never know. Donovan Manuel, I, this is his last season. Reggie Peterson's having a great season. I don't see him leaving anytime soon, but you got you, those are names you really need to mention possibly heading out Hezekiah Massas. He's, you know, he's had a pretty good year as well. So just guys, you got to mention there, but again, we're talking about the positives here and definitely been, I would say it's been a fairly good season because obviously we don't talk about this on the preview. We need to really dig deep into just, and, and I asked coach McIntyre today about just like, you know, now that you had this bye week, you kind of look back just like what, what were your thoughts? And I think that's what we should be doing here. Just what have been our thoughts Obviously, they get off to that great start and just lose a lot of close games. And and it, we'll go back and we'll look at this season if they don't mm-hmm. end up making a bowl game, or even yeah. if they do. And we'll be telling ourselves this feels like a what if type of season. What if they would have beat Law Tech? What if? I mean, what if they they, they handed that game to Law Tech? What if they would have kind of stayed stayed close with New Mexico and they would have beat them in that game? You know. You yeah. kind of start asking yourself the, these type of what if type of questions, and they they had games where they should have won. They should have beat UTEP. I mean, this team likely could have six or seven wins right now had things gone their way. And especially you look back at that Jack State game, they got screwed over. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> they they got screwed over, but at the, but, but but that's at the same time we can't gloss over the fact that. They, they gave struggled. up 21. They gave up 21 points in the first quarter, and, and just like against Utah. And on top of that, Jake, they gave up four sacks. I think five sacks. Four, yes, four sacks. And again, again, I think I think the offensive play calling has been a very serious concern this entire season. I think it really boiled over, ironically, in that Sam Houston State game that they actually ended up winning. Go figure. But a big thing that happened in that Jacksonville state game, of course, was swapping out Kiwan Jenkins, who I think, I think uh, overall this season has looked very solid considering he's been a true freshman. He's, he's had an offensive scheme that sometimes I, I really question, but they swapped him out for Grayson James who hadn't played in the game since that Louisiana tech game where he had, I, I want to say well, it was five passing yards total. And they, they went to Jenkins and the rest was history until they swapped him in, and all of a sudden the the FIU offense got into some rhythm, and they, and they scored some points. So 
Johnny, I'd like to ask you this. Just when they when they added um, Jenkins or uh, James back into the lineup for FIU football against Jacksonville State, what changed for the offense? Why did they Why did they sustain so much success in the second half? I think it was a little bit of a spark. You know, you kind of felt with the two freshmen, maybe you know, a little, little you know, situation where he was he had a little bit of, of some struggles. But I think with FIU, they knew that they had to come back, they had to find a way, and maybe what was what things weren't really working in their direction that they felt. And you know, Grayson came in there. He had a spark. I mean, I think he had two solid drives. They were able to move ball down the field. Had a big six-year pass that was able to um, get a touchdown. And obviously, we know what happened on that play. Um, that kind of, uh, I guess, zipped all the momentum out to you know, unfortunately, kind of yeah, the play. But besides that, I think Grayson was able to come in there and make some plays that really FIU needed. Um, obviously that the, the whole special teams thing was another situation, but I think Grayson was able to kind of get something momentum going that FIU was able to kind of put themselves back in. I think you also have to keep in mind that Grayson was the starter all of last season, essentially. I yeah. Mean, I believe it was the last game he didn't start. That's it really. And he didn't start the Bryant game, but you look back, the, he knows the offense well, and it, and it does feel like the play calling kind of changed by by what wh- when he entered the game. Um, I don't know why, but it kind of feels like they're trying to get Key One to be more of a dual threat type of quarterback. And honestly, if it works, it works. But it definitely hasn't worked these last yeah three um three weeks, three or four weeks. I mean, you look at that losing streak. Yeah. Did it work? Uh, Grace immediately entered the game and he just started slinging it and it and it worked obviously you had the 60 yard cat uh throw as Johnny mentioned and then you had that one-handed grab which by far the best grab of the season maybe in conference USA um so yeah that was beautiful um, it should have it should have been sports center top 10 it I really have. it didn't make it no and oh wait no, so hold on 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 it made top hold five on. they were number he was number five Chris Mitchell what? I haven't seen yes. the. Can you send it to me when you get the Dude, it was never football yeah. never even talked was, about that. Well, the thing about it is, it, it's on cable television. So I, 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 I did the favor of getting up early in the morning to record ESPN Sports Center. I saw cable it. I wasn't able to. They're on the ESPN app. But you can't screen record. And I want to talk about what else FIU ended up for ESPN uh, Sports Center top 10 very soon. That's not Tommy, though. No. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but besides yes, that, yes, that's, that's yes, another yes. story. But Chris Mitchell, top he, a big play for him, and um, congrats to him. He he really he stood out. He had a great night as well. People, I mean, I think it was over 100 yards for Chris Mitchell again, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's still balling out. Um, and uh, really good to see from from Crazy. And it's funny because almost all of Conference USA utilizes that dual threat quarterback system. You know, of course, Liberty with Caden Salter probably being the best example of this. And uh, Jenkins has tried to be that dual threat quarterback uh, passer and runner. And against uh, North Texas and UConn, for example, he succeeded in that. And the offense just looked great overall. But then you play Liberty and then, of course, New Mexico State, UTEP, and even Sam Houston State, as I mentioned, they won that game. But the offense did not do him much favors for the majority of that game. Still get nightmares about those screen passes in the first half. And now they just did not work against the Bearcats. So yeah, we'll see uh, middle Tennessee. And we obviously we're not going to talk too much about it, but right. This is, if you thought FIU's offense struggles, mm-hmm. their offense may be just as bad or maybe even worse. I, not worse yeah. I covered that game against New Mexico and Jesus Christ, that was, that was really <laughs> bad. 
It was rough. I mean, it was rough to watch. And and not, even, not, even, not, even excited, middle, right? not even the middle offense. I mean, New Mexico struggled as well. Uh, yeah. Quarterback Nick Vatiano, Vatiano, I believe is how you say it. Nick Vatiano. Vatiano, yeah. You know, fun fact. He was, product. Yeah, actually, uh, I went. I didn't go to school with him, but uh, no NSU. I went to that. I went to that school in elementary, but he was in the grade below me. But I don't think he was there. That's that, that's that's a whole other story. He's a red shirt, red shirt sophomore. Yeah, from NSU. Yep, NSU. NSU. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he struggled in the first half. South Florida guy, and um, yeah, we'll see. But their defense, you got to give them a lot of credit. They played a really nice game for the most part, just allowing one touchdown yeah, to New Mexico despite the loss. The other two, you know, 13 points because of field goals at the end of the day. But, yeah, uh, should be a good game. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning that only one time in program history, FIU has ever won at Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So um, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully I asked Coach McIntyre and immediately um, said, you know, I, I haven't taken my pro. I haven't taken – I've never taken this team there, so – Hopefully that's different. I believe, John, if you want to check back, I believe it was 2011, the last time FIU won at Murfreesboro. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Over a decade. decade. Over a decade, yeah. And I think the last time was, was two years ago, 2021, around this same time as well. We're um, talking soccer yeah. or let's do it? We're talking front football. Murphy, FIU went to Murfreesboro. We should talk soccer now, though. Well, we, we, we're, 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 we are going to get to that, Kevin, because – it's not going to be pretty talking about soccer, but we're going to bear through it because we want to get you all informed on what the hell happened for both women's and men's. But something I did want to recollect about middle about the uh, football team is you, you had mentioned this uh, a few games ago, Kevin, that at uh, I believe it was for the Sam Houston State game at this point in the season last year they were they had four wins and had uh, four wins to go looking to get into bowl eligibility, and they flopped, right? They lost their last four games last year. And now they're in a similar situation this year, and i got to say it's not looking good considering what happened with uh, that Jacksonville State game. So so let me ask you this. You had talked about winning five games. If FIU does win five games, is this season going to be considered a success for McIntyre? Would you yes and no. Obviously, on paper, it looks better. You have five wins, but you, you look deeper into it, Jake. You have to tell yourself, all five of your losses thus far have been against a conference opponent. Yeah, Your only win has come in double overtime against the worst team in the conference. That was an FCS team last season. Yeah. And aside from that, your other wins come against a North Texas team, which has disappointed. Yeah. Um, a FCS main team, which actually is pretty good, but yeah. should, have, should have been that close. And, and then UConn was you a basketball school, you know? UConn, which isn't very good. So yeah, you tell yourself, yes, on paper it looks good. Obviously, you kind of found your guy in Kiwan Jenkins. Obviously, he's proven that he could take this team to the next level when he's at going at it. But uh, and this defense is pretty damn good when they're fully healthy. But you got to ask yourself now, and obviously we're not going to look at next season. But Donovan Manuel's this last year with FIU. And that's going to be a big piece they're losing, and a lot of guys are leaving this team. And who knows what the transfer portal looks like for for the Panthers? Obviously, they lost Tyrese Chambers, who's no longer with Maryland. He's been playing football. Um, Demetrius Hill, Rivaldo Fairweather, uh, Gaithan Bernadell. They lost a lot of guys in the portal. Will it be just like that, or will most of this core stay together and come back next season? Obviously, worth noting that you're getting flex back next season. You know. Hopefully. I was going to mention that a big one. Well, we have to see what happens there too. That's the one thing I do have to mention that running back room with him back. You yeah. have him, Kijan Owens, who's been in pleasant surprise. You have yeah. Antonio Patterson and you have a uh, Shamari Lawrence. You have four guys in that room. Plus whatever you have of red shirts and scout teams. So you got to tell yourself how, 
which guys from that room will leave. But, I mean, going back to your original question, because I think we got a little off track there. Yeah, for the most part, it's pretty successful. Just, you know, really bad look when you when all your losses are within your conference. That's the one thing FIU needs to really improve. Liberty isn't going away anytime soon. And Middle Tennessee, they're going to be – I believe that they'll be pretty good next season. I, I think this yeah. is a big down year for them. Louisiana Tech, and we'll talk about this when the season ends. They've been extremely disappointing this season. I mean, yes. I think – I know that kind of the record right now speaks for what the preseason rankings had him at. Uh, but you would think with a good quarterback like Hank Bachmeyer, and I know he went down, but Jack Turner played pretty well. You should have be you should have won a couple games. And and once again, have. I think it'll go back to what I said originally. This feels like a what if type of season. What if this would happen? It really is. And every college team has what ifs, both good or bad. But man, there's a lot of what ifs for this FYE squad. You hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah. By the way, um, we should announce that uh, I believe it was earlier today. Uh, they announced that the game against Arkansas would be played at 7.30 on ESPNU, so another yesterday, na- man, but it's fine. Well, another nationally televised football game for FIU. That's weird. Number, number seven. Number seven. I, I am surprised, and I was talking to someone about it, and I'm like, man, it's it's weird. It's surprising that FIU gets the ESPNU primetime game over other teams because, the, I, and, and, you know, originally I was telling myself 12 p.m., SEC network team game, which technically it's still prime time because you're on an ESPN platform. You are. And FIU gets the chance to once again hopefully prove themselves. The last time they were on there was in 2020, coincidentally against Middle Tennessee on ESPN. So it should be fun. I'm going to assume ESPN's reasoning was that okay, here's here's a here's a a team in FIU that is searching for a bowl a, a bowl game appearance. And here's an SEC school in Arkansas that's been struggling. Their offensive coordinator just fired. This seems like the perfect formula for a potential upset. So that's why they want to broadcast this game nationally because they think it could. They they think that they have something cooking here with this. And game. it is worth noting that the it is we worth noting that if FIU does lose against Middle, which will share predictions, you know, that day, but yeah. they still still have a chance. They'll have uh, a chance. They'll, so the, their backs will be chance. against the wall. You'll have to face the SEC team and arguably one of the better teams in CUSA. So yeah. Last question for football because we never because we never actually did a, a like middle of the season sort of recap. For we the need Panthers. this. We we needed this type of podcast today. We, we needed this. We did. It, it's been a while. But who would you say has been the MVP on both offense and defense for this FIU squad? Uh, start off with you, Kevin. Defense, you have you have to go with Donovan Manuel. Um, yeah, I really do hope he gets that final force fumble so he could put him cement himself in the record books for a very very long time. We've been waiting for it for dude, so long. I thought he was going to get it last game. We'll see if he gets it against Middle, but it, it felt like he just had a streak going. Man, he had one like every game, and I guess you know it's, things happen. But yeah, Donovan Manuel's had a great season. He'll surpass 100 total tackles. I know Johnny likes to talk of positivity here, so we're going to do it and. um uh, offensively, I guess you got to go Chris Mitchell. It's really hard not to choose anyone yeah. else. That guy, uh, Blinkoff Award, Blinkoff, that's how you say it. Correct me. Yeah. Tony, you're you're the expert on this. How do you pronounce it? You predicted this. Blinkoff. Blinkoff. Blinkoff Award. Uh, yeah. There you go. Out of there, he's having his best season as a college pro. So nice to see him out there, and I believe it's nice to see him healthy. I believe he dealt with concussions last year. So yeah, yeah. good good stuff all around, and uh, 
you know, hopefully next season we're, we're calling Kiwan the MVP. Maybe, hey, maybe you never know. Maybe all of a sudden you never know. You never the next know. three games he dominates. But right now, at, you know, nine games into the season, it's Chris and Donovan. Johnny, is it a clean sleep? Is it a clean Ooh. sleep for you as well? Donovan Manuel on defense and Chris Mitchell on offense. You know, I'm, I'll go a little different. I'll go the counterpart of of Donovan Manuel. That's Reggie Reggie uh, Reggie Patterson. Reggie Peterson. Sorry, you 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 Kevin. Every time you do it, it gets me confused. So I've Reggie been Peterson. in a while, so that's on you. Okay, okay. Reggie Peterson. I mean, think about him. Like how his career is gone as like a walk on. Yeah. Then he gets the uh, scholarship and. I mean, he's second in the team right now in tackles with 66. He had the interception a couple weeks ago against Sam Houston, a couple of sacks. Um, he's been really, really fun to watch. An awesome story. Oh, yeah. I like seeing. Yeah. I like seeing his rise, and he's a, he's a leader. And you know, when you think of Donovan, you think of Reggie. Those are the two big linebackers, and I've I've enjoyed watching um, him pl- him play. And then offensively, um, Shamari Lawrence. I mean, you talked about. I'll go running back, but like Shamari Lawrence. I mean. 520 rushing yards or 400, a little under a hundred, little under 500, but like four touchdowns and, you know, him and Kijan have kind of been that back and forth affair, but I've loved, I think, I think Shamari has been what we has been as expected and maybe a little bit better. I think we yeah. knew he would be a big back and obviously it sucks that we lost flex, but Shamari came in and he's been a really, really solid back to watch. And I've enjoyed seeing yeah. His his growth and uh, we'll see how he how he does uh, next year. But so far he's had a great season in his first year. But that reminds me a little bit of of flex the way he kind of runs. Really just a big back going right through the middle, and he's he's done it. You since that first run against Louisiana Tech, uh, he's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. Obviously not playing as much. Obviously kind of splitting that backfield with Kijan, who if we're doing pleasant surprises, it's definitely been him. But yeah, yeah it's been fun. Unfortunately, I have to take the boring pick and agree with Kevin for the uh, MVPs for both offense and defense. I got to go Chris Mitchell, um, who has solidi- who has solidified himself as a wide receiver one one kind of player that we all thought who was going to take that spot away from from from, from Chambers, who was going to become that guy, and uh, it, it and it did not take long f- for us to figure out that it was going to be Mitchell. Um, as soon as he stepped on the field in that um, Louisiana Tech game, or not not, not even the Louisiana Tech, I, I look more to Maine. When, when he caught those bombs, and especially North Texas when he and Jenkins looked to be like in perfect unison. I joke about it, the, the two at a Tyree connection that we saw in that game from Jenkins and Chris. Didn't work they didn't get the same numbers. Yeah, they got the same jersey numbers too. Didn't work in Germany. Well, it didn't work in <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Chris Mitchell, I regardless of whether the offense looks good or not, he's still going to get his numbers. The defense can only contain him. For so long, man, until he gets that big time play at least once a game. And uh, again, Donovan Manuel, um, I mean, he, he he has a chance to make FIU history that we're all waiting to see happen. We've been waiting for a while. <laughs> We've been waiting for a while, but I do feel confident that it's going to happen again. Yeah. Donovan Manuel, I believe he was at, at one point in week zero, he he had the most tackles in all of, of, of FBS, and he was in the top five conversation for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Man, he's just an unstoppable force. He's great against the run. He sometimes stops the pass. Man, he's a he's a threat. And um, I, if this if if this is his last season, man, I I hope he goes pro in one way or the other. Whether well, it's, it is his last season. Whether it's whether it is the NFL uh, or even the XFL or USFL merger that's happening, I hope he gets invited to that. Man, I, I want to see I want to see Donovan Manuel for years to come uh, in the big leagues because I think he deserves it. Man, he is a hell of a player. Yep. And as always, shout out to, to our boy Chase Gabriel. Hey, that, I that, found he was at the well, we'll talk yeah. about it later. He was at the soccer game. That's 
don't really have any context. Just Chase Gabriel's a dog, bro. That's it. Um, he's cool. He's a cool guy. Alrighty then, let's move on to soccer. Oh well, I should mention again, uh, FIU is playing this Saturday, November 11th, against the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. That is at 3:30 p.m. in Murfreesboro. Eastern the game time. can be seen on ESPN Plus. Our preview will drop at 2 p.m. Uh, that day. So, all right, gentlemen, let's talk a bit about soccer. And uh, I, I hate to spoil the mood, but we're, it's not. There's not going to be a whole lot of positives we can discuss, man. No, um, there is, there is. There is, there is. And I think the biggest positive, funnily, funnily enough, it might be regarding women's soccer, who had, again, one of the best seasons in the program's history. Again, Johnny, you've been there uh, since, since the beginning, seeing how that how that team progressed. So I want to ask you, man, just, uh, again, they, they lost to Sam Houston by a score of 3-2. It was still, ex- still an exciting game. We, we got to give them credit there, man. That was an exciting match. Uh, the end of the season, eight, six, and four. I, I don't believe an NCAA tournament appearance, but just Johnny, man, what did you see from this team all year? What 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 made them so good, especially in the, in that in that stretch in the beginning of the year where they just looked unstoppable? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a combination of they had elite goal scorers, Nicole Solis, who she notched her tenth goal in that game against Sam Houston, and she's the first Panther in over a decade to have ten goals in a season. So I think the offense was flowing. Obviously, you had a veteran goalkeeper in Itai Sivanoli who was good. The back line, Anna Rocket, shout out to her. Reagan Bridges, they were phenomenal. Um, and, you know, they they were able to set a mark for the least amount of goals given up in a single season um, in over a decade. So they, the defense was really good. Um, obviously, you know, I think, you know, some injuries piled up a little bit there down the stretch. Um, yeah. They played really good. I mean, obviously, if you look at it, Liberty won the conference tournament. They played New Mexico State. Those are the top two teams. And FIU drew against those two teams. Um, so you kind of felt that FIU – play good soccer. I think just down the stretch, postseason time, injuries, um, our starting goalkeeper was out. And then, you know, you're down three nothing, but FIU scored two goals right at the half to make it, you know, one goal game and just fell yeah. short in the end. But uh besides that, you had eight wins. Last year you had three. So that's five more wins. Um Coach Garber and his staff did a great job. They have a good core. A tough loss, but I think it's it's science sign of things to come for this team. Um yeah, I'm excited. I'm, it was tough to see them lose, but I, I was, um, you know, overall just great to see how they played this year. And uh, a lot of cool moments. I think I always remember right now is the UM win. Nicole Solis had the penalty kick like eight, in the 87th minute. There we go, Kevin. The, the, she put the U down, which went viral on Instagram. That moment, on Monday. Yeah, and we scored 13 goals in our first two games. That was a cool thing. So, yeah, we've been, we played we played great soccer early. But, uh, yeah, kudos to the women's team and how they – had the great season overall and it was bound to come and just to before i go into the negatives here because you know me um they classic kevin classic kevin right um they had a lot of success in the conference within the conference usa very good teams there um Mm -hmm. they i believe they just lost one conference game this whole season they were unbeaten right up until the very end, which they lost to Middle Tennessee, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny. Yeah, uh, they, they they lost they a lot. Tied, they tied against Jack State and Liberty, and they t- and they beat and they lost to Middle. So very successful conference record, which was a big reason why they finished where they did. And um, at the end of the day, I, I obviously no one knows what happens in, internally, but you you need to keep in mind that Solis, as Johnny was mentioning, one of the bright spots of this team, really. I wouldn't say struggled, but played a lot less. She wasn't starting in games. And obviously, it's different in collegiate soccer than, you know, MLS, all those other leagues where once you're out of the game around, you could come back in. But 
it was weird not seeing her start games and and they were going with different players which is fine you you know if that's what's working for you that's what's working but you know it was a little weird and aside from that just obviously johnny mentioned it we were there when he thought you said you know lee uh suffered her injury her leg injury or foot injury and um she's she's she was done for the year and that was a huge loss you had to rely on a on a on gwen jordan a freshman and um yeah tough season but at the end of the day it was very successful you got to give them a lot of credit i'm excited to see where this team goes from here they a lot of their players are coming back um i know anna rocket's done unfortunately she was our podcast guest um and we hope to have a lot of the girls on here soon on, on the podcast they're they're very yeah. group of girls and um it was a very fun season uh johnny and i were there for our, i believe almost every game i want to say johnny obviously was there for each game but you know still fun very good time and um got that experience in johnny and we got to yeah. see history you know this is a team that was yeah. made a lot had a lot of history and johnny has all those nuggets for you right now Oh, you want the nuggets already? Yeah, bro. Come on. Nuggets. I already, already kind of gave some teaser. So most wins, oh, this is gonna be interesting. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Most wins. I got the popcorn. Oh, you got the popcorn. Most wins yeah. since 2015. Uh most goals scored in a season as a conference who was a member with over 30, 40. Um, least amount of goals given up since 2012. No coastal 10 goals, which is uh the most scored by Panther is since 2012. Um, we had seven for a while too. She's still seven all We had seven all conference selections, which is the most in program history. Noemi Paquin was the first team, the first since 2015 for all conference. Um, and then yeah, yeah, they had a lot of uh second team selections, and I think it was just one third team. So shout out to them, they they were very good. Uh, there's just another way to put it. Um, I'm not gonna say they're, I guess the spark ran out. I think that's the best way to put it to a certain degree, obviously. They get upset by Sam Houston. They they lose the middle, which they should have beat. But yeah. I think the real conversation starts here when we talk about men's. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask though. I uh, and well, let me know when we were going to men's because I have the video. Yes, sir. But you know, Johnny, I think Johnny answered this question anyway. I was going to ask what was what do you think was the best, the the highest high for the women's team? Like, what game was the best game? And I think he answered mm-hmm. already with yeah, with with that. So. That that was that's a bit on the nose, but you know what? I respect it. If you had to give a most valuable player award to the women's soccer team, who should it be? Are we all doing this? Yes. Mm. You know, we'll start off with Johnny. Johnny, who do you got? You're muted. You're muted, um, Holmes. I think I think you know it's different. I think like Nicole Solishi had a great season. I mean, she scored like eight goals in the first. You know. How many games had ten overall? She, she was one of the best players in the conference. One of the best players, the goal scorers. You know, I think she had a little bit of a stretch in conference where you know she didn't score, and you saw Noemi Paquin kind of pull it up. I don't want to make. I don't want to. I don't want to give an MVP. I think I'll, I'll give two. I'll give co MVPs. I think that I'll. Okay. I think Nicole and Del, and Noemi. I think they both they both had good styles of play in like different aspects. You know, I think Noemi really stepped up big in conference and Nicole was kind of did everything we wanted to see in, in non-con. Um, so I'll give those two best co-MVPs and I'll, I'll give honorable mentions. I mean, Reagan Bridges, she, I mean, Delinda Salen, Salen too. I mean, they kind of great a tandem on the back line. Uh, Camille Sahiro, who, um, you know, didn't play last year. She, um, she got injured. Um, so she has an extra year, right? I think okay. she has an extra year. I, I, I'll see. You need to, you need to check because she's a grad student. 
Yeah, but also she has the extra year eligibility, so that plays a part in it. But um, was she yeah, a part of senior day? Huh? Was she a part of senior day? Uh, she was a part of it last year. So I don't know. I think I think I think that'll I mean, be a nice that that'll be a great player to have back. Yeah, she she really came and was a great veteran leader. Um. Yeah, yeah Lisa you got to give her credit, man. Yeah. She she least but, amount of goals allowed. Exactly. Unfortunately, she, you know, she, she got injured down the stretch, but when she was in net, she was, you know, terrific um for FI. Yeah. You said it, you know, yeah. she was Well, now you're giving everyone the MVP, so Yeah, I mean, let's I'll, 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 you off there, Johnny. I I think, you know, great. I think that she'll be my MVP, but as Johnny mentioned, and I'll mention another name, Anna Rock was really good for this team. Exactly. She comes from SEC at LSU, and it's a play style that fit her. She mentioned that on the podcast, and she's she was great. She was a great leader. She was, you know, she was she was huge. She made a lot of big plays, a lot of setups, and Johnny was there myself, and you know, it was a good season for for FIU women's soccer. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens next year because uh, Barbara, I. Barbara Garcia, Johnny, that's her name. Barbara Garcia. She oh, yeah. she, she, she was there. really good towards the end of the year. She made some big plays. Remember the La Tech one where yeah, they the let her down and then they let again. So yes. she was a huge part of that. She was a big part of the same Houston game despite the loss. She scored that second goal. This is a, she. She's going to be a big piece for this team. And uh, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I have to pick one of Johnny's. I think eight eight selections for MVP. I wanted to, to branch out and be different, but I think I, do, I think I do got to go with Nicole. I believe she was a um, a preseason, I think, all conference USA, and she absolutely balled out this year. Um, she, but but I do want to give a shout out again to Ethaisa Vinoli. Um, the, the games that she was in, man, she was dominant at at, at the keeper position, and um, yeah, a great season for women's soccer. I, I think there's no doubt about that. And again, an eight six and four record. They were three two and three in the conference. They had a very good five three and two record at home, and 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 two two and two away. That was pretty good as well. Um, yep. not, not only being dominant at home, but taking care of business on the road as well. By the way, that I I, I still think about that that Jacksonville State game, how how, how that game ended, uh, just the sheer pandemonium and the fact that FIU still came out on top. That was a hell of a game. Um, wild. So again, shout out to the uh, women's soccer team. All right, Kevin, take it away for men's. What do you have to share for us? Do you guys see it? Yeah. Yes. Oh no, dude. Johnny, come on! You gotta look, man. Johnny, you. you I wasn't looking. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't looking when I saw. Look at this, dude. That's wild. Like, just still looking at it now. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is. I'm not looking at that part. Yeah, like just looking back, and and obviously it sucks that this is the way it had to end, but it was a great game, and. You know, I was talking to to another SID there, and um, Johnny was there, and then I was like, "Man, they're playing a really good game. Both teams very well." Just for more context, that was the AAC first round of the tournament. FIU ranked, I believe, twenty three at the time, faced FAU, who had not been ranked. They lost to FAU early in the year. Johnny and I were both there. Um, they lost two to one, uh, tough loss, and they came to FIU and they did that. Probably your business, unbelievably. I I had seen that prior to that win in Boca, uh, what I want to say like two, two and a half, maybe three weeks ago. But prior to that, FAU had not beaten FIU in men's soccer in ten years. Yeah, and now they they knocked them out of potentially their third straight conference title. 
Massive pain. And you know what? If they, that, possibly knocking them out of the NCAA tournament. You I, never I, I did look out today. I looked out today. FIU, I think we're 23. They're now around 30-ish on the poll. So from, from what oh, I they're see. All, they're off the top 25? Yeah, but I, I still think FIU. I still think FIU will, will have an NCAA game. I think it, it's going to be a bit. I, I don't know. When, when, when it is seems like it may be a road uh, game. I don't want to confirm. Monday. But um, yeah, it's mon- Monday at one o'clock with the selection show. But Monday at one o'clock, so we we can only speculate until then. But you mm-hmm. know, if if it was any other team in the conference, I would have been like, oh man, that sucks. You know, it sucks when it's hey, really really against those not really, those man. I mean, you look back, Boca Raton. You look back and you're like, <sighs> you look back and it's just like, there's no way that game ended like that. I saw it. And, and I told Johnny and I told Darren, I told everyone, I was like, man, like with those seconds left, I was telling myself, they're going to score, aren't they? That was there sudden, as well, right, Scott? All of a sudden, I see the ball go across and I'm like, there's no way. And then you just see me putting my hands on my head. Johnny, he's like, has no words to say what just happened. And and you just, and I feel so bad for the players too on FIU. And those guys, we got to yeah. give them credit where credit's due. They played one hell of a season. I know it wasn't as strong as their season last year where they obviously won the title in their first year in the AAC. They went to the NCAA. They went to the Sweet 16. I mean. And then, and then that shootout win against New Hampshire. Shootout win. They, they, they always they, live rent-free in my head because of how crazy it was, man. But, yeah, I agree. I got to know, though, because what what was the crowd reaction at that moment? Dude. So throughout the whole game, obviously, it's FAU. Obviously, you know, it's it's the rivalry. And the fans are great. The fans, obviously, it's a rivalry. There weren't fisticuffs, were there? I the attendance was over a thousand. So uh, there was a lot of standing room section there. And uh, FAU, FAU, you know FAU, they know the rivalry how it is. And they went up on the fans and they started, you know, dancing. And yeah, I, I felt so bad for the players too because just you look back and those guys were 11 seconds away from going into overtime and. It, it kind of feels like they just flipped the switch and they were like, all right, you know, 11 seconds. You, you don't think anyone's going to do anything. And it ended up with what happened. F- uh, FAU scores in wild fashion, which, geez, man, I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming at all. And, you know, looking back at that game, and Johnny would agree, it was one hell of a game. It was one. It was, it was a great game from start to finish. Both teams really put up very good numbers and their goalkeeper – Johnny, you know his name because you've told me he's Jewish. What's his name? Rotem Fadia. Him? That guy's a stud. He had some yeah. huge, huge saves throughout most of the night. FIU actually led in, in shots, and not you know not shots on goal, but shots in general, putting up that ball, being aggressive, being the team that we know Kyle Russell likes to run, and we'll have him on the show soon, hopefully after they win the NCAA tournament if they make it. Oh, um, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, just tough season. Bernardo DeSantos. A uh, legend podcast legend. He had a great year. Uh, Moustray had a great season. Edgar Aguilar, Tyler Hogan, another nice year for him. Uh, Matias Lebanon, our boy. We have to have him on soon. He loves what we do. Um, yeah, man. We got to get him on soon. He was great this season. Uh, overall, a really good performance for FIU. Uh, Philip Hildebrand had a nice year. This is a team that I think just will get better and better and better. And when you look at FIU and you look at all the recruitment that they do as a whole, as an as an organization, at soccer may be the at the best where they recruit. That, that may be where they really hit the bat the most. And obviously yeah. they're doing it with the international guys. Simon Afrifa, 
Johnny, you would agree. He he wasn't not that he wasn't an impact at the start of the year, but really since that game against Temple and moving forward, he was a huge piece for this FIU team. Really, really just getting there, and um, he started. He he was starting. He's not something he was doing at the start of the season. He went from minimal playing time to really playing a lot more. And I don't know if you want to just add on some other guys, Johnny. I think I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know Bernardo. We talked about Lalo Eduardo Mustre who. 11 goals, 24 points. Um, Joao Dominguez stepped up in his sophomore campaign. Owen oh, Travis, he's a big one where he's Great. at the back line, leads the team in minutes over nearly 1,500 minutes for him. He's he was never three. subbed out. He was never subbed out. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a you know a force in the back line. And another, another good FIU defense that's held their opponents to under 19 goals, which is the least amount since 1991. There's another stat. There's another stat. Damn, Johnny's just coming in with these stats, man. These out of the blue stats for both women's and soccer. Just the collection here, it is totally. Lights out! Lights out! Lights out! I got some women's basketball nuggets. We'll talk about basketball soon because that was wild what happened with women. Wild. Um, alrighty then. So yeah, again, we I, I don't I think it's a little too early to talk about MVPs and whatnot because there's hopefully there's still some soccer left to be played for this men's squad who I think I think overall deserve a spot, right? I think they deserve a spot. Um, you got to hope the their only issue and uh, was just losses against unranked opponents, and I think that's where it really hurt them. Uh, at the end of the day, obviously the two losses to FAU and. Just record-wise, FAU wasn't a very good team, especially within the conference. They weren't good. So, uh, you know, props to them. They get a huge conference win against FIU in season, and then you have, obviously, the AAC tournament. If they win it, they'll probably make the NCAAs. Johnny, unless you know where they stand right now in that in that poll, um, if they win the AAC tournament, they may be going to the NCAA tournament and maybe match up against FIU soon enough. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's up in the air. Like at this point, it's kind of just a waiting game and just watching how the results play out. So tomorrow we'll have the semi semis in the American, Charlotte and FAU, and then Memphis and SMU. So we'll see how that goes down. But um, it's played at Charlotte, right? Yeah, or it'll be at SMU in Dallas because they're the number one seed. But it's like a waiting game. Like honestly, we yeah. no one knows FIU. They're just waiting till Monday afternoon to see where they'll be selected to. So it's kind of a game where. We'll find out. Hey, and you also have to think if they get selected, because you also have to look at the other teams and you know how those results play out. Because if you kind of see it, well, if you kind of see ga- other games, you got to kind of say, was this one sim- was this caliber of a team kind of similar to who FIU lost to? You know what I mean? Like, because mm. let's say everything goes as planned, everything goes as expected. Better say, FIU may not make it, and why not? And and there's a good chance they don't. They're an unranked team right now. Uh, they're 33rd, as Johnny mentioned. I didn't expect them to fall off that hard. I expected them kind of to go to 25, but a loss is a loss. And as bad as that one was, you gotta, you know. But yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they make it. We'll get some FIU soccer. Hopefully back here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to see the boys back here. They, you know, obviously Johnny's been providing great content for them this season, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. So as it stands, they have a nine four and four record. They're five one and two in the conference. They're uh, five two and two at home, four two and two on the road. Again, so some dominant home and, and away records for this uh, for the soccer club. Um, already then. So let's yeah, let's take a quick break. Why don't we? This is the pause up podcast news break. 
your look at all things FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So we have a few stories to get into. Let's start off with something general for FIU athletics. Uh, earlier today, they actually announced a partnership with the Blueprint Collective for an NIL initiative, solidifying it as an official sponsor of FIU athletics designed to, quote, enrich, enhance, and empower the lives of FIU student-athletes, end quote. Uh, amidst the evolution of NIL landscape, the Blueprint Collective was designed earlier this year to provide financial guidance seminars, mentorship programs, and a commitment from every athlete to engage in community volunteer initiatives. So again, with the expanding uh, world that is NIL and pretty much every major sport in NCAA, another partnership for FIU Athletics is certainly something that I think we can all be happy with. So let's move on to the National Football League, where one of the where one of FIU's best had himself one of the best performances of his career. Of course, I'm talking about Jonu Smith, the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, and of course FIU alum went off against the Minnesota Vikings this past Sunday, going for a hundred yards off of five receptions, including a 60-yard dash to the end zone for a Falcons touchdown. Despite the loss to Minnesota, Smith was still very impressive, and we, of course, wish him the best of luck as the season progresses. Now, here's something interesting that FIU students can take part in that's coming up. The Miami Book Fair is celebrating its 40th anniversary and will feature more than 100 authors to talk about their work at Miami-Dade College's downtown Wolfson campus. But this year, MDC is partnering with FIU and will, and will be providing a complimentary ticket to the book fair from November 18th to the 19th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, students can register online at miamibookfair.com, and the first 1,000 FIU students that will do so will also get a couple of extra complimentary one-day tickets. So that was your look at Newsbreak. I know I know you guys remember going to the book fair back in um, elementary and middle school. It was lit, man. It was lit. Those were the days, right? Those were the days, right? Um, Did you have the Johnny? Have what? The book, the book fair? fair? Oh, book fair. The Scholastic book fair. I did in elementary. Okay. But I, I didn't get the books. I got more of like the uh, like little like the gadgets and gizmos. Of plenty. I think everyone did. What, what you know, like the little the little tchotchkes. Boys, yeah, like the invisible pen. There was a yeah. toy that I remember I had in first grade. It was like a radio. It was like a little. It was like a portable radio that like. I was like, I was like, dang, this is cool. Like a book fair sells radios, like the Eccleston music. And, you know, you know, I don't know. Do you guys, I guess I'm too, I'm too old school. I don't know. I'm pretty young. But I don't know. I like radio. I, like what? I was all, I would always go straight to the diary of a whippy kid books, man. Th th yeah. Those are my thing. Those are days. I need to look, dude. I no, because I, I remember every diary book came out like this time. It was like the first Tuesday of November every year. The Diary of a Kid book. That's out. very convenient. Uh, the issue with the, the series, and obviously we're not a Diary of a Wimpy Kid podcast here, but you know that, that was a lot of our childhood, and it, they, I feel like they just extended it way too much. I don't know what I'm trying to think. What book I stopped at? I mean, remember, remember, Cabin Fever was a big one. Roger Rules, the dog, the dog Roger days. Is Rules is the dog they were People all the very long good. Haul, the long yeah, haul yeah. is a good book. Um, the, the the OG one, the one of the red, the red, the red cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can go on. Actually, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm gonna stop. Okay. Because because we have some we because we have some we want to talk about baseball wise before you get into basketball. No, 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 no. We'll do baseball at the end. Okay, we'll do baseball at the end. All right. So let's talk a bit about basketball then. Um, start off with the men's team. They uh, not do great against the UCF Knights in their season opener. Uh, their season opener yesterday, falling 
by a score of 85 to 62. But again, power five school on the road. Um, UCF, I know, has, has been a great program in basketball these last few years. And there were still some bright spots for this team. Of course, Tevin, uh, uh, Brewer had himself a uh, fantastic um, day. And uh, Kevin, I um, wanted to ask you, for, of, course, of course, you covered the game for the uh, Pause Up podcast account, live tweeting, even made some pretty pretty snazzy graphics I saw, starting five and the and the um, whatnot. So just uh, early on, it looked like the game was close, and then it started to slowly fall away from FIU. Just just how did it happen, and and what did the Knights capitalize on um, from FIU? I think you said it uh, at the start. You hit the nail on the head. This is a Power Five team. This is a very good team. The only issue was that this is a very new team. In, uh, in both FIU and UCF. UCF yeah. essentially going with a new starting five almost. They brought in a lot of guys, and this is their first year in the Big 12, and um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, uh, FIU kind of slipped away. Uh, one of the big issues for the Panthers last season was rebounding. They were, mm-hmm. weren't able to rebound. That was a big issue for them. They And you, you can talk to Coach Ballard, and he will tell you, we felt like we lost games because of that, because we got out-rebounded. Another issue for the Panthers was turnovers. They had 24 turnovers throughout the entirety of the game. That led to a 32-5 to run by the Knights. And you look back, they also shut down Arturo Dean. Arturo Dean, the Conference USA 2022-2023 freshman of the year. He was in the Conference USA all-preseason team. He was He's arguably the Panthers' best player. They limited him only yeah. to two points. He fouled out of the game, and he just struggled. That's the best way to put it. He had to believe a couple turno- one turnover. Um, aside from that, just struggles overall, really weren't able to get the three-point game going. And obviously, this isn't a very three-point um, heavy team, but uh, you you would expect it to happen. A lot of the size that they added, just, you know, Kiki was out. I'm not going to say his first name. Uh, but Abar was in the game. He he struggled a little bit. Uh, Seth Pinkley. Seth Pink, Pink? Seth Pink, I'll say. Pinkney? Uh, he, Pinkney, Pinkney? Yes, Seth, I, I, I believe so. Johnny. Johnny. Seth Pinkney? Seth Pinkney, yeah. Pinkney, yeah. He he struggled a little bit. He did get the three the free throws. Like for, for a guy who's seven one, I am very impressed that, you know, and, and I think we're seeing that more in the NBA and college that those type of guys will will make those free throws. So it's cool to see that. But yeah, um, this is the power five team. They face Tarleton State University on Thursday. Jake and I will be there. Johnny as well. Should be a fun game. Hopefully, FIU does win and to put themselves on the winning on the winning side of things. And they need that one. This is a team that is going from D2 to D1 and uh-huh. they are actually pretty good. They had 18 wins in D2 last season. So should be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I am taking over the coverage this week for basketball as Alex Krutchik is unavailable, but starting Monday when the university of Miami, uh, when, when FIU heads over to Coral, Coral Gables, uh, Krutchik will be our, our buddy Alex Krutchik will be taking over the coverage officially. So we, we got to get Krutchik on an episode sooner. We or will. Later. We'll get him on very Introduce soon. him to the pause up podcast world, man. Krutchik's going to be putting in the work for us for uh, basketball coverage. He's already dropped a couple of very high quality articles, sort of previewing what we should expect, uh, before this season. Um, yeah. He, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a great uh, coach. And as always, just make sure to follow the website. We we you know we put that stuff out there, and it's it's good. It's good content. Jake puts up previews, recaps for football. I'll do baseball and uh, basketball whenever necessary. And Crutchick, our guy Alex Crutchick, is doing uh, basketball. So. Yeah. yeah, and then here and there, obviously, that's where you can find these episodes. And um, yeah. coverage as well. Unfortunately, it's starting to come to a close. 
the, the soccer window. But um, yeah, but you know, yeah. soccer is also there and helps us. You know, the views help us a lot. It helps us. I'm very happy well, you mentioned the uh, the archives for the podcast. By like, can't stress enough. It's just an easy way to take a look at some of your favorite episodes, some of our some of the awesome guests we've had on the show. Um, I, we put out that post uh, not that long ago about all the guests we've had um, on the show um, after episode 30, uh, 35 with Bernardo. And man, we've, we've had some big, we've had, we've had some big names. We had the president of the college for crying out loud, man. So uh, the website's awesome. We put a lot of work into it and we're going to continue to put a lot of work into it we're, uh, along with Alex, who's going to be joining the pause up page crew, man. Yeah. So yeah. And it helps us out too. You know, when, when you that, guys, that, that, that was a, helps Bravo, us that was a beautiful plug. For the pause up page, man. That was some it helps us. I, I, I will say, you know, you guys viewing it helps us get to where we need to for coverage. I mean, we're, yes, we've sir. already been – we're going to UM. We're going to Boca this year for, for basketball. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully for baseball, we'll see where that takes us. You know, Johnny yeah. and I are cooking some stuff, and we'll talk about that soon. But we want some to travel. Some of our earliest coverage was like late late football last year along with baseball speculation, right? And it's sort of – we we've learned a lot since then, since our humble beginnings, and now we uh, I think we have a good thing going here. So, head, yeah. getting back into football, you had mentioned that we're heading to the Watsco Center on Monday, November thirteenth. Man, this is a matchup that I feel like I, I we should I, I wish we saw more in basketball between FIU and Miami, and of, and of course Miami coming off their Final Four appearance, losing to the inevitable champion UConn Huskies. Uh, Conveniently, FAU again also raising their banner for the Final Four. We don't have to play this year, thank God. So, um, wait, what? Well, they they move. They're not in Conference USA anymore. We're facing them this year. Are we? Yeah, that's like one of those. Oh, damn it! A non-conference matchup on December thirteenth. You're right. Yeah, they're going to Boca. Thanks for ruining my day, Kevin. Uh, I've had enough matches from Boca this weekend, dog. I've had enough. No. I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to see that stupid owl anymore, man. Owlsley is his name? Nah. Apparently he's not even an owl. Owlsy? Owlsy? Apparently he's like some type of bird. I don't know. Bird. Like how Sebastian's an ibis, bro. Um, I don't care. Donnie, we're taking on the 13th ranked team in the country on Monday. What, 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 What do we do? What does this basketball team have to do? based on what we saw against UCF to, to stay competitive in this game. And, and again, to not let it get away from just like what we saw against UCF. How much of the game did he watch? I, I watched maybe, maybe 3%. I, I can't, I can't, I can't speak oh. on it. I looked at the box score, but I, I, I mean, I guess the box score says something, but I would defer to Mr. Burrell on, on the, uh, the analysis the deeper analysis. You you kind of need Tarleton. You need to win that Tarleton State game. You need that that get right game, and especially at home, you know. Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. that's a fun atmosphere. Highly suggest you all go. Another plug: go to uh, Ocean Bank Convocation Center. Very cheap tickets, I think. We, we, we may as well quickly plug the uh, Panther Club doing Scott Carr a favor while we're while we're plugging all this stuff. Panther because Club that Panther helps. Club, the hell not. <laughs> that helps. That helps Johnny. Yeah. That helps all of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, but as you you know, as Johnny said, uh, not an easy matchup. UM is a very good team. Final Four, um, yeah, should be a fun game. Uh, when was the last time these two teams played each other? Uh, let me check the history real quick because it has been a long as hell time, Brody. I do know they've had themselves some indoor scrimmages, and we won't. The last official match was we learned that from Raja Bell, by the way, which is really cool. Episode twenty, two thousand and eight. 
was the last official match between FI and Miami. There's only five in total. One. Uh, 2003, 04, 06, 07, and then the last one. Won the last one. 2008. Uh, FIU has not won against oh, Miami no, no. in those five. They haven't beaten them yet in basketball. Uh, and, again, this might be the toughest Canes team that FIU has ever had to face. I think there's not even any consideration in that, man. This even is the best with the even with season the guys they lost, even with the guys they lost, still a very good team. So you still have uh, Norchard Omier on that team. I hope I said the name right. He's a stud. He was going to go to the NBA draft. He removed his name. You dropped a double double in this in the in the game against New Jersey. So the yeah, New Jersey Institute of Technology. I've never heard about that team. But anyways, I never heard of Paul. They actually made the uh, March Madness a few years ago, and they kind of gained a bit of notori- notoriety. Kind of like, you know, um, w- w- what was that team? Uh, FDU, this last year. FDU, Farley Dickinson, the Knights. They, they had a yeah, their coach. Where did he – he went to another school. He went to that, Iona. Right? He took over. He went to Iona. Iona. He went to a bigger school. Yeah, that team, that, that's wild. Maybe FIU gets there one day. We'll one see. Day. You, but, you had mentioned this, by the way, Kevin. Um – Coach Ballard, right? Regardless of any of 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 our previous, um, because because we had talked a bit about F. Oh God, he he. I knew why he did that. Look, listen, 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 Johnny. We, we're gonna be positive. You can come. Look, back. Look, look, yeah, we are gonna be positive. We we talked a lot about uh, FIU basketball in the past, and through the thick and thin, Coach Ballard has been the coach of FIU for a while. Did you not? I, I believe you said he's one. Win away from becoming three, the all-time. Three. Okay, three wins away from becoming the all-time winningest coach in FIU history, man. Despite think- what we said before, this guy has been here, and this is a guy. This is a team that has been well recruited. This is one of the athletic programs that recruits very well. Yeah, and the transfer portal. I mean, obviously, he he knew it. He said we need height. He brought in a lot of height. He they did. they have a lot of guys over six nine and. Um, that starts with Seth Pinky, Pinkney. You have Abar, you have Okiki out, out there. Mohamed Sonogo, another great find for Ballard. Uh, we hope to have him on the show soon. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, obviously have him on here. Yeah. He, I believe he's the last coach we're missing, honestly. Uh, besides well, he know, and uh, we're, we're, we're missing a few, man. I mean, Garbar. Well, I'm talking Walker. about the main. We're still missing the women's basketball coach. Yeah, Kurt Wiley as well. Um, we're missing yeah. um, a lot of them, but we, we, we got to add Ballard like Thanos and in Infinity Stones on the gauntlet. We got to get them all, man. Um, yeah, but he's been great, and uh, he he speaks very well. He's one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet, and these press conferences uh, super easy to to get along with, and uh, we're excited. He's going to be here man, for a while. He got that might- contract extension, and um, you know, despite not having the success that FIU basketball has been wanting to have, this feels like another. This feels different, and he's mentioned it many times. He believes. This is the best roster he's had since arriving at FIU, and he won 20 games in his first season with the yeah. team. So we hope that, obviously, he surpasses 20 wins, and this is a very good conference. I'm but, very you know, inclined to agree with that statement about this being the best roster he has. He said, again, it's going to be tough. And that's with Denver. losing Denver Jones. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's going to be tough not having Denver Jones. I believe he went to Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. He's, Auburn, yeah. tonight. he's so making Auburn. Auburn. They played a night. They played a night against Baylor. Oh, they played a night against Baylor. Are they but playing you know, across the board, man? This team has, above all else, experience. There's not a single freshman on this squad, man. It is sophomores, juniors, seniors, and grads. And there's and not again, a, really. There's not a freshman. I'm, I I checked. There is one, two, three. 
there's there are three sophomores, a bunch of juniors, some seniors and some grads. But again, the freshman was Arturo Dean, who of course is now a sophomore. He was he was the freshman of 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 the conference last year. And uh, now he's in his second year, man. He, uh, he put wow, up there's not a single freshman, yeah. Yeah, he put up some cracked stats last year for this FIU squad. He is without he 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 is the captain. He is the face of the team right now. Would you say right, Arturo? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. And again, you you have some some playmakers that we've all grown to know. Of course, Javante. An absolute baller, Seth Pinkney, as you as you had mentioned, Devontae um, Hawkins. He's going to be in, in the watch. Uh, he had a very nice year for FIU yeah. last season, and against UCF, he was, I believe, three for three on three pointers or two for three, what? something like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, very nice to see him having success. And this game against Auburn should start right now, actually. So right now, uh, yeah, okay. that's on ESPN. So we'll see Denver Jones. It, but it, it it'll be like watching Chambers in in in, in Maryland, man. It's just. He's familiar. not on the roster anymore. He left. Right. That's weird. Well, we don't know why, but uh, yeah, we won't comment on that because obviously we'll, we'll comment. But I, I was just thinking, it, it'll feel like that. It'll be like, oh, I know this well, player. He's not the in the blue and gold, and that burns off his eligibility too. So he's done. Uh, uh, Johnny, you were there. Women's basketball. What's up? Tell us all these nuggets because. A one hundred and a one thirteen to thirty win against FNU is uh is definitely something. It's something indeed. I mean, it's like it's like you watch the game and you know Florida National NAI school. Um, it's what, D1 what's NAI their team name? What's their what's their nickname? Conquistadors. I mean, it was a game where you're high. It could have been more. I mean, just thirty points. I think they shot like thirteen percent Florida National. Um. It was just, you know, one of these games where, like, you kind of knew it was going to happen, but FIU. I didn't think it'd be that bad, bro. I mean, 80 point. I was doing some nuggets because I was helping out yesterday. Um, they won by. They won by 113 to 80. That's 83. The largest winning margin in FIU women's basketball history is 88 against Flagler College in 1982. They were five points away from that. However, they didn't they did make that record as a D1 school. That's one thing. Number okay. two, uh, they were a little bit. Sh- I think they're a little bit short of the record of most points scored. That's one twenty-eight, but one thirteen. I mean, it was one of these games where it was a W. You know? It will, yeah, oh, yeah, it was a W. And yeah, I think it'll be very good this year too. And I, it, uh, correct, I, obviously, I I watched very little of the game, but and I won't say too much more because obviously I'm not one to speak. I'm no. Women's basketball expert, no offense. We got to make it out to more games we're, there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We'll Kevin. Get there, but they, they, I, I do think they'll improve. From what I've seen, they look like a better overall roster, and hopefully they'll, they'll have a nice year and you know find some success in a very, again, very good conference. Conference USA for basketball is becoming a very good conference. Facts, facts. Not yeah. it's no SEC, no Big Twelve, but it's it's very good. Well, you know, in basketball, you look at the conferences like the Big East and the Big 12 that have some absolute insane talent. Um, but, yeah, that Florida National game. That's like in football when Alabama schedules a, a week one matchup against who knows what university. And, and yeah, like just they absolute torch them. It kind of felt like that. And, again, they're going to get some competition down the line. Again, you have those consistently good basketball programs like Florida Gulf Coast. Even Bryant in their Thanksgiving tournament, they're, they're a really good school. Um, yeah. 
It's it, it always is cool, by the way, those in-season tournaments for the women's team. Of course, they're going to host a bunch of matches um, in uh, uh, near Thanksgiving, and they're going to ha- have another mini tournament uh, down the road in uh, December approaching. FIU goes, FIU men's goes to the Caymans for their Cayman tournament. Yeah, the Cayman, the Cayman Island Classic. Arturo expressed his excitement about that when he was on the podcast a while ago. And now we had him on. I wasn't there. I forgot I, we had him on. We had him and Grayson. You weren't there for that. I wasn't there. I wasn't there for that one or Grayson. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyways. Um, good times. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, going to be a, a busy a busy season for us covering men's and women's basketball. We we hope you like the basketball coverage because we're not going to be stopping anytime soon, man. We got There are some fantastic matchups coming that way. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely think that we're basketball bridge obviously this is why we need to bring in alex alex krutchik to uh give give the lowdown on, on the men's scene of course so, someone else we also want to get on the show soon heath click he uh again a big friend of the show fan of the show and um basketball aficionado if you will um, yeah he's he's he knows the stuff so he, he, we're he, excited he, to have him on in i guess it's worth mentioning you know we're probably gonna well not effort but we'll put in as much coverage as we did for football as, as as we're gonna do for basketball we think this is a very good team and uh you know as we provided coverage for soccer we've done for every sport i believe this season we're gonna do it for, for basketball and, and we're very excited to do it uh this is a fun game to cover we all we're big basketball fans here and uh yeah it should be a fun I, I, I will say though considering uh uh you you and johnny's love for the game of baseball that baseball coverage next year oof it, it, it's or gonna, gonna be day one day Johnny's one. Johnny's the SID for baseball, so mm-hmm. we're cooking. And looking uh, at shops there, man, that's gonna be an exciting time. But and uh, I guess ahead of ourselves. Well, actually, speaking of baseball, um, Kevin, there, I believe there is an event coming up soon for FIA baseball, the World Series Blue and Gold Tournament Classic Smorgasbord Series going on. What, what can you tell us about it? Well, it's open to the public, so whoever wants to go, you can go. It's a three day thing. Oh well. Third day, well, best of three. Best, best of three game. It'll be on Friday, beginning at five thirty p.m. Um, I will be there to cover the event or the game. Better said, it's blue versus navy rosters. We have them, but Johnny, we can't release them. I'll, 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 we'll get it th- tomorrow. You'll get the Johnny photos. just slowpoke, man. We're not dropping the rosters. I will say that. I, I was just about to ask Kevin, can you put up the rosters on the screen? And damn it, we can't do that. Thanks, Johnny. But anyways, the, I will say the gold roster looks fun. Uh, our boy uh, Ryan Ryan Guida is going to be there uh, as always. Goat. Yeah, the goat, the rhino, and uh, we're excited. Baseball, uh, you know, Johnny and I have been there a lot for these yeah. past couple of weeks, and it's a fun it's a fun group. And you know, this is one thing that I think Coach Witten has definitely emphasized in the past, and that's really leadership and being together as a team and having that that chemistry. And they they've definitely been able to. To do that, Johnny would attest very well. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, it's a fun squad, and hopefully, uh, they have if a you good want to get your first look at FIU baseball next season. It's it's, it's this is the shot, this opportunity this this week, this this yeah, this this weekend. Yeah, should be fun. Uh, Kabark, yeah, we'll, we'll get some content. I got I got some mic'd up ideas. I'm trying to find out who who to mic up. Um, appropriately, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Team, off the record. Okay, it would be dangerous. 
But the baseball team needs to do what the football team is doing, just approach random students across campus and, Ooh, and just, like, throw them. Ah, Johnny A, don't we worry. Have we have ideas for next, next semester. We got some ideas. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil Jonathan's idea. You didn't I, spoil I, anything. That's, I, next I semester, anything. next semester, you may see some stuff. Next semester. <laughs> those are awesome, though. Those videos that the football team does, they, they did. I, I think the first one was, like, a, a I'll pass. say this, though. I'll tease something. We They have – there's something nice cooking up next. Uh, th I think this week, by the Wait, way. I don't suppose there's any news about new baseball unis, are there? No, no. no. I'm just no. saying you talk about you talk about football. I mean, the kickers. There's a cool video. Yeah, that, that kicker video was some top tier stuff, man. It was. It was. Well, all right. I, I I didn't mean to spoil your plans, Johnny. But I not not well not now you got us interested. Now you got us needing to. What when is this real baseball coverage you talk about? When when is it going to really kick off? Uh, I mean, right now it's it's this is the final weekend, so we're kind of you know we're amping up for this one. But yeah, I know you've been hard rolls, next, next semester rolls around. We're, we're going to be amping up baseball content, but we we got so much. I know you guys saw the football video. We uh, that was the the best QB one of FIU baseball. Did you see that one? Do you see that one? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, did you see it? Oh yeah, totally. Who, who was your favorite? That's what I want to know. Who was the best? Who was the best signal caller? Jake didn't watch it, bro. He's obviously lying to you. He doesn't know. Say Austin Deering, bro. <laughs> Austin, yeah. The one guy I, that fumbled the snap. I, I will say, though, I, I will I will be honest and say, uh, I know, Johnny, you've been busy with those AMA questions, like asking all the players some, some different stuff, like who, who they picked in the actual MLB World Series first off. Um, yeah, man, that was uh, that was some good coverage. So uh, I got another idea. I got another idea. What is it? Maybe like the best, the best like but like reggaeton dance or something. What? Never we'll mind. We'll I'm just, I'm just. You know what? Listen, listen. It's listen. been a long day. It's been you're, a long you're day. Taking, you're taking the food out of the oven a little too quickly. I'm, I'm you have tired. to, you have to let it bake a little more, right? I'm you have tired. to. Okay. Is this a record? We talked about every, almost every single major sport in that. No guests. No guest on it. No guests. Basketball. But, we need, but again, Johnny, we're relaxing here. We're just talking it. We're chopping it up, and we've had a good time. So, well, you know, prior to this episode, we were on a tear with guests on the show, man. Um, I'll, I want to check back real quick, but our the last time we didn't have a guest was episode twenty eight, right? Pro after that, it was Biamonte, then Scott Carr, Jackson McDonald, uh, Kenneth Jessel, Corey Brooks, Anna Rocket, and then Bernardo. So we, we we've been on a tear with guests. It's always nice every now and then to come back and just. Uh, uh, have an episode like this, man. And uh, yeah, these episodes not disappointed in length, by the way. We're we're an hour and ten minutes in, so um, let's let's start up. to wrap up here, gentlemen. Um, again, we're all gonna meet up on Thursday for that home opener against Tarleton State, and again, we're gonna be doing our preview show. Um, day of day of on Saturday as FIU football takes on Middle Tennessee, and then as far as next week goes for the podcast, we have some stuff in the works. We do want it to be a, another basketball oriented episode because again we're 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 just diving deep diving uh face first into this uh this basketball season so kevin johnny any final thoughts before we start before we close off we'll see what we cook up for basketball during the game itself obviously jake you're oh whoa jake you're live tweeting and uh we're excited should be a fun game at the watsco center i was reading the media stuff and that looks pretty fun so yeah we'll see how it goes obviously new sid for basketball our boy darren he watches the pod he's a big fan so yeah. shout out darren yeah 
So maybe we'll have. Do you think, do you think, do you think he's really watching right now? Do you think he's really watching? No, because we have zero viewers. But okay. um, hey, the zero viewer count is only for. Oh, you're right. You're right. We we may I actually know what it's for, but it's it's not the total view count. Again, maybe now's a good time to shout out the. Um, hey, 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 Johnny, come on! You've had your spotlight now. Now. <laughs> Again, shout out to everyone who's watching on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All those three outlets—they all do really—they all do really great numbers, man. And um, man, the, the three-week break it, again, it's hitting me. That three-week hiatus we had on the podcast—we came back with some absolute smoke, man. But um, again, guys, um, again, see y'all on Thursday. And again, to the fans watching, thank you. It, this was uh, episode thirty-six, and until next time, pause up. Oh, yeah.